0: Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. This episode is brought to you by the Everyday App. Technically, this is an ad, but the Everyday app has honestly been super helpful for me, and I wouldn't partner with a company if I didn't genuinely believe in the product. So, what does the app do? It basically helps you track your habits so that you can see your progress over time. There's a common business saying, what gets measured gets managed. Like I said, it usually applies to businesses, keeping track of things like their sales and customer satisfaction, but I think it's just as relevant for personal goals too. It sounds like a simple concept for an app, but I've personally found it to be super effective in helping create new habits. The app lets you add whatever habits you're currently working on building. For me right now, some of those include reviewing my to-do list each day uh, so that I stay on top of the things I want to get done. Another one is going to the gym, and another one is limiting my time on Twitter to five minutes a day. The app lets you add three habits for free so you can see if you find it helpful, If you soon realize you want to track more than three habits like I eventually did, the paid version lets you track unlimited habits and has other cool features, and it's pretty good value in my opinion. There's a link in the episode description that gets you 10% off. All right, let's jump into today's conversation. Hi, Katie. Hi. How are you?
1: Good. Can you hear me okay?
0: Yeah, I can hear you
1: okay.
0: Good. Me too. Nice. How's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah. I was gonna say, nice to meet you. Thanks for yeah,
1: you too. Thanks
0: for signing up to chat.
1: Yeah, I thought it was very interesting all the different questions that you had. I couldn't like choose just one, but cool. but I did anyway. <laughs> I tried. Well,
0: yeah, I so, saw. Well, we can start with one, and then we can transition into other ones. Yeah, um, it doesn't have to be set in stone.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I, I guess I didn't know uh, what you, I guess what you're entailing with with your questions. If it means like just in any regards or if there's a particular scenario or situation you were using the question in or
0: yeah I mean generally how I usually do this is just like a casual conversation okay um as for the the question you chose yeah which was I think it was something along the lines of is it easier to change your reality or expectations yes given Some people say happiness can equal reality minus expectations.
1: Okay, gotcha. So I wanted
0: to hear your thoughts on that. And then based on what you say, I might just ask you follow-ups or you can ask me questions or we can go from there. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, so my my day job is uh, a college academic advisor. So oftentimes people do talk about career expectations versus the reality of certain careers, um, especially when you're looking at arts and like, acting or drawing or being an artist being a pianist being you know X y and z yeah but also with like nursing school and other things where competition is really fierce and trying to get in you have to have like that 4.0 grade average and you got to have all these like all these extra things so people always talk about you know like what would be realistic for me yeah or should I change what my expectations are so that's kind of the way I was looking at it I didn't know if that was That's why I asked, because I didn't know if that was the way that you were looking at it.
0: Um, Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's... it's, it's,
0: How how everyone can, like, interpret. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I've
1: never heard the happiness happiness equation before, but I I can definitely, I guess, see how some people may view it in one way and and some people may view it in another way. Um, And even in my, like, personal life, I... People... I mean, I some I found a way to merge my my day job with my passion and my interest by making a podcast. So, I mean, it, I guess it kind of differs depending on what you're looking at, because um, it could be like a lifestyle choice, it could be like a uh, like for mental health reasons or, or other. But so, so my podcast is looking at Disney and the way that Disney characters and movies are portrayed and the representation in them. And looking at their social identities how they kind of mix with reality and looking at how um, Disney villains in particular are considered to be socially oppressed because they come from marginalized backgrounds whereas um, Disney heroes are not often from um, marginalized communities so that's yeah and that's 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 partly part of my day job as well just because I do see such a variety of of people and such a diverse range of students coming from different backgrounds and different, uh, different reasons for going to college and and other things. Um, See high school students. I see, you know, people who are retired. I see people changing jobs. I see veterans. I see um, like all types of people uh, pursuing all types of majors. Right. And having to have that expectation versus reality conversation with majority of them, I would say. And so, I mean, that was, that was my personal way, not in a career sense, but in just a, I want to be able to talk about this with more people and I want to do this for a living, but not make money from it just for fun. And so that's personally for me, how I was able to make what I was anticipating or expecting into reality. But that, that is a little bit different. And I guess it depends on the situation and the, and what's going on in the people around you. So, okay. I mean, yeah, that's, that's where I was looking at it. Looking at your question, um, very cool. Yeah, yeah. I, think,
0: I think the way the way I was thinking about it is, it could be career related. For example, maybe it's like mm-hmm. someone's in in a, in a job right now, yeah. and and they're debating. Well, they could so like they could either maybe go try to find a new job that they might mm-hmm. like better, which would be like changing your reality, mm-hmm. versus sticking in your current job and maybe trying to find ways to like appreciate it more. Um, and that would be like changing your expectations. So I think that's the way I was coming at it, but you can come at it like in a bunch of different ways related to you. I guess it could be like, do you often see sometimes people are coming in, um, with expectations that are maybe like too high or too low Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess it depends on the person and and where they're coming from. But I I remember as an example, one time, a a student came to me and was like, so I'm working and I'm taking a class and I don't have time to do this. And I need you to research these different majors for me (laughs) and the requirements and the universities and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well... I'm working as well, same (laughs) hours as you, and I'm taking two grad school classes while you're taking one undergrad class. So I think you can do it on your own. If I have the time to do it, then you have the time to do it. So like, I mean, that was that student's expectation is you're you're an advisor, so you should, I guess, do these things for, for me. You should make a plan for me that tells me what I need to do every quarter. And I mean, in that sense, um, I mean they're not wrong, but the reality is they're an adult and they <laughs> and they should also be trying to do things on their own. Yeah. I mean, I can I can help them, but I can't coddle them. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I guess that would be like you know in that particular situation versus um, if you're looking at oh I want to I want to be an actor I want to be the next big thing um, like my friend actually and looking at okay well. Or, and I guess in their sense, they want to be a direct. They wanted to be a director, and looking at okay, well, but realistically, that's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, and that could yeah. take many, many, many years. Yeah, and so just trying to get the experience where you can, like, let's do community theater, or let's, you know, do uh, audition for all these ads, and and do like um like a bank ad or, or other, um, or be on a poster for something, or. Um, do a voiceover for audiobooks or, or whatever just yeah. to get the experience and to build up from there and to make the connections and then hopefully with the connections plus all the experience you would eventually go into something if you didn't already create it yourself um, and then on the side as the reality part of it you have some kind of other job which yeah. usually is in the form of like starbucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or <laughs> in most scenarios I would i would say most scenarios it's it's starbucks just because you can be In any state, you can be in any city because it's everywhere. Starbucks, Walmart, um, like Target, McDonald's, like Subway, those are usually the ones that I hear about from students.
0: Yeah. But what what you said made sense to me around like maybe it's a little bit of both changing expectations and reality. Like in the example you gave with someone who wants to be an actor or a -hmm. director, um, it could be like around their expectations you mentioned – Mm -hmm. adjusting them so that it's, you know, might, it's possible, but might take time. Right. Right. And then around the reality, it's like you said, like little steps along the way to like actually get there.
1: And I guess it depends on, you know, are you expecting your journey to be a certain way or are you expecting your end goal to be a certain way? Yeah. And I guess that would change what expectation means in terms of this is a goal or this is how I expect my life to be. And how I expect to live my life. Like those people who travel all the time. I I never understood how, but I always had friends who like didn't have jobs. They were going to school and yet they would travel all all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I, I did that for one year, but it would just be like a weekend, like road trip in the same state, not like out the country. Yeah. You know, like very realistic, very budget friendly. And I was always like, I don't understand how they do it. And they would go by themselves, it seemed. And so I was like, it's not like their parents are paying for it as far as I'm aware. But maybe, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it could um, be It could be family support. Yeah. It could be, you know, they're not saving as much as you or budgeting well. It could be a bunch yeah. of different things.
1: I'm just always like, how do they do that? <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it depends on... Because, I mean, in, in those situations, people are like, oh, I want to travel or I want to um look like I'm having that perfect social media, like picturesque Hollywood lifestyle, where you're always taking the selfies with the coffee and you're you're being bougie and, and all that. Yeah. Um some people are like, I don't care what my journey looks like as long as I get to this end goal. And that's the expectation. And so the reality is just whatever, whatever you do to get there is is what it is. Um so, I guess it can go in a lot of different ways, depending yeah. depending on the person, and you know, is it the journey that they're expecting, or is it or is it their future, or is it their past, like people who meet relatives who they've never met before and they may have certain expectations of who somebody else is? Um, yeah, yeah, so I guess it can range,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, i I just I find this topic interesting because it seems like so much of happiness can be. Uh, impacted by um, like comparisons to
1: people probably compare their happiness a lot to others.
0: Yeah. Like social media or I saw this study, which like I found really surprising and I haven't like dug into it, but pretty much it was like, if you ask people two scenarios, Mm -hmm. one is like you make $50,000 and everyone else around you is also making $50,000. That's Mm -hmm. one scenario. The other one is you're making $40,000 and everyone else around you is making Mm 30,000. In that example, if you ask people, which, which option do you choose? Yeah. Almost everyone chooses the $50,000 option for everyone. Mm -hmm. But when they actually looked at now, I don't know how they measured it, but like when they actually looked at people's happiness, like people are actually happier in the scenario where they make 40,000, everyone else Mm -hmm. makes 30,000. So it's like, you're making less than you Mm -hmm. could be, but because you're making more than, the people around you you're comparing to others so it's like this weird uh, dynamic does, does that kind of make yeah. sense
1: yeah and that's interesting um
0: it's like their situation's yeah. worse but yeah. because it's less bad than others yeah. it seems better <laughs> it's that's the part really that's weird.
1: tricking me because i can see how somebody would take a job for less money like by itself because like i would do that if I worked in an environment that I loved and yes. I worked with people that I loved and they're my best friends which yeah. which is the case for me so and my boss knows this so I can say it publicly <laughs> but like my I've been in this job for a while and I love it but I don't feel challenged anymore Okay. I would say everything is too familiar there's not really anything that comes up that I'm surprised or challenged by. Yeah. And I I've done all these different professional development things and and I'm kind of running out of options and opportunities. And so at least for me, I want part of why I haven't left yet is because of the people I work with. And like, I, I guess not necessarily afraid, but I'm, I'm skeptical about changing jobs because the people who have come into the, these positions who work with me now, they all say that, you know, you're never going to find this type of work environment with people who are so encouraging and supportive um which I'm very privileged to have and and to not necessarily experience anything worse um so I'm kind of not ready to leave but also super ready to leave for my growth (laughs) Um, so in in that aspect like I can see the the getting paid less um and actually I'm very privileged that for my position I feel like I actually get paid more than other academic advisors in the area and then in the nation, I'm not sure if that's correct, but just what I've seen, I, I do get paid quite a bit more. And so I am privileged in that aspect, but I totally would take less to keep this job in yeah. this working environment. The part that confuses me is the fact that everybody else around you gets paid even less than you, Yeah. <laughs> um, which I guess I could, see, I could see one or the other, but not necessarily both uh, together. But I guess it makes sense. Um, but I guess that would also be if they... Told you that they are getting paid less than you because that is a very touchy subject. Yeah. So that's. I don't know how they would have well, how they would have measured that either. I'm kind of curious.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it and after this and maybe I'll send it to you, send the study okay. to me you if you're curious too. Um, yeah. <laughs> is there is there anything else, Katie, that you want to chat about on this topic of this kind mm. of happiness expectations reality before we chat about? the homelessness piece yeah, yeah. because you have a social work background. I'm curious to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess my, I guess answer would be really short with that too, but I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on how you would define happiness for yourself and that would determine what your expectations and realities are. Um, Cause I feel like I was always told that happiness is a certain thing because of what I saw in media and then just, be, just being exposed to media, not, not because of, um like i had to see this and and then interpret it in that way just i always saw it in that way so i interpreted it naturally like disney yeah disney always portrays happily ever afters so that's just my expectation like relationships and everything it's like everything in terms of happiness has to be portrayed in you know you singing a song about wanting something and then you going on this journey to obtain it but along the way you meet friends and along the way some guy does everything for you makes <laughs> be <and it's> successful. <laughs> um, so I mean, not not with Moana, but but basically, and um, so that's just what I grew up with, and obviously it's not, and so that's the expectation. And then uh, I guess in my twenties, going to college was kind of where I discovered who I was and what my version of self is, what my version of self care is, what I do and don't like what I try to convince myself I do and don't like for others sake and then just being like you know like well fuck it like I'm just gonna do this because this is what I know I like So I feel like um, I always encourage people like you should try like leaving the house going to a college where you have to live on the campus because at least for me that was where I discovered myself and what I define as happiness and, and then when I met my husband and when we started a family that obviously also changed the dynamic of what happiness means, which also then changes my expectations and realities of how to, how to obtain and keep it.
0: Yeah. I, I saw that's, that's my <laughs> I saw in your, in your bio on whatever yeah. the podcast platform is that you started a family. Well, congrats on that.
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I timed that well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. For for you personally, um, between the reality versus expectations, do you feel like for you personally, one of them is one that you need to work on more than the other?
1: Ooh. Well, I guess the question would also be, like, should you ever try to work on expectations? (laughs) Because I feel like, for me personally, I feel like expecting is not not necessarily a good thing. Um, And I would say, like, so growing up, I learned that with grades, like, really hard, like, if you expect a certain grade and then you don't get it, it is so crushing, like so, so crushing. And then you realize that grades aren't really like, I mean, they matter up until you get a job. Yeah. Um, And so somewhere during college, I just kind of got this mentality that if I don't care and if I don't expect a certain grade, then I'll be fine with whatever grade I get, unless it's an F, you know, or a D to be honest. Um, So I, that was just my philosophy is that I should never expect something. Um, But it doesn't mean that I couldn't try and obtain something, but that's more of like goal seeking and and, um, looking ahead and striving for something than expecting something to be placed into my hands. Um, So that's just the way I perceived it with grades. And then from there, it kind of built out to just everything in general. Uh, Same thing with relationships. Like uh, I had, I I guess I would, I would consider myself the, the like casual calm and funny friend in the group who's just like there to be comedic relief, but in a, like a casual way, (laughs) not like an out, like I'm going to be, you know, the loud mouth, the red lipstick, you know, very out there person, but just like in the background saying that like one witty line and then that's it. And that's all you see of me. (laughs) Um, So I was always the friend zoned person. And so I obviously had a very Specific um, way of looking at relationships for myself, yeah. romantic relationships, I should say. And so then I just entered in college, I was like, well, I guess I shouldn't really expect anything because that's what's crushing me. Is I am like, oh, oh my God, he like touched my hand. Does this mean, or oh my God, this happened? Does that mean? But when I took away that expectation or that assumption, I should say. Uh, the anxiety went away, the stress went away, and I just could kind of live my life as I wanted to and just kind of like not, not care about what happens, but just let it happen as it happens, which is how I met my husband. Um, when I stopped thinking about relationships, stopped thinking about dating and, and love and stuff, that's how I met my husband. And I never would have expected that. It would have been like, uh, it's been four years now, um, never would have anticipated that and it was just started out as like a friendly like hey let's go out for dinner and then we just talked about disney and superheroes <laughs> <laughs> and then it just yeah it just kept going we just like hey let's get together next week and do this and let's get together the following we can do that and then it just kind of built from there yeah um so that that's just my philosophy personally and also because i was a really anxious person in school where it's like someone calls on you and you're like Oh my God, like I forgot everything <laughs> that we you're yeah. talking about so that that's what helped me. I mean, I'm sure it's different for everybody and and so that for, so for me at least i I don't like the idea of having to work on expectations. I'm very much a reality person and like maybe striving to accomplish something but never expecting it.
0: yeah, yeah. no, that seems my like answers. like the healthiest way, at least for me like it seems like the healthiest way to approach it. Like based yeah, on this formula is like if your expectations yeah. if you don't have any, then mm. you have nothing to compare to and you won't feel right. let down.
1: Yeah. But also like it's in some situations it's good to have expectations. Um, like if you're you're in a toxic relationship or something, then you should definitely have higher expectations. Yeah. Um but yeah, at least for me in everything that I've done so far, I I feel that having no expectations is has been quite useful. I mean, I guess it depends on your situation and your experiences and and what you're going through, but yeah, at yeah. least for me it it, it worked great. <laughs> so Yeah,
0: it's interesting what you say about like if you're in a toxic relationship, you would still want you would want to have expectations. Mm. So well, I, I so, wonder Yeah. So
1: only because what... I've seen it, I've never been in it. So I get, I can't speak from personal experience, but I've seen I've seen female friends and family members who have been in toxic relationships that have really just brought them down. And and in the, in the way that their partner was literally like taking everything from them. And I didn't feel like they themselves were benefiting, not that a relationship is beneficial, but it should be mutual. Yeah. Um, Like you should, you should get things both ways. And for them, I felt like, you know, and it was the same thing that happened in every situation where, um, the person that I knew was, you know, a hardworking independent woman who was being leached off of in a relationship where the guy was living with them, taking all their money, um, sometimes cheating on them, and they would still get back together. And all the partner did was sit on the couch all day in this place that, you know, my friend or family member was solely paying for, paying all the bills for, doing all this work for, and, you know, still providing for this person who literally did nothing but sit on the couch all day. And I do know some people who are still in that situation. Um, Some of those partners have actually stepped up their game and have actually started contributing back to the relationship and helping the partner, you know, financially and other um, emotionally and in other ways. But yeah, I mean, I've seen it four times um between family members coworkers and friends and so i mean i've never been in that situation but people tell them and i've heard people tell them you know you should have higher expectations you deserve better yeah uh in that way and uh i would say most of them are actually still with those partners and it's been like 5 plus years yeah um, and it's the exact same situation and nothing has changed except for, except for the one example that I gave, but yeah. um, it's actually tough. two that happened to two. But yeah, so that's, that's what I meant by the expectations in, in toxic relationships. And that's more like having expectations for yourself that you deserve more and you deserve better. Yeah. Um, not necessarily having expectations of the other person because obviously there wasn't really anything to expect.
0: Yeah. But, so it's interesting. Yeah. It depends a bit on, The situation in some cases it might make sense to actually you know aim to have higher expectations versus in others it makes sense to have lower
1: yeah so so i guess yeah yeah, it just depends yeah
0: Hmm. um cool thanks for thanks for sharing (laughs) here yeah i mean did (laughs) you have any i
1: mean did you could you um i guess would you have anything that you would want to focus on in terms of the expectation versus reality, or I guess, what are your opinions about the the equation of happiness in those sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I I was originally thinking about the question related to like career, but it could be hmm. could be personal uh, personal relationships. It could be a lot of things. Right. From a career perspective, I've always found it kind of interesting. Like, there's a mentality often that people have including myself that like the mm-hmm. grass is always greener somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, part of it is that it's just easier to look elsewhere and, you know, think that, Oh, the next yeah. thing's going to be better when in reality, it, yeah. it mm-hmm. maybe there's a lot to appreciate that I'm not appreciating in my current, mm-hmm. in my current job. So yeah, that, that kind of question has always, kind of interests me and it relates to this yeah. reality versus expectations of
1: yeah. you know
0: do you try to find something new and see if you like it better or do you try to um appreciate your current role more mm-hmm. and i think where i've landed is like maybe you try like a few different things but if mm-hmm. you find that you after a few different if you've tried like a few different jobs or careers and you find in right. each one you're not satisfied, then maybe yeah. it's time that it's actually yeah. you looking inwards and you need to right. find ways to appreciate it. Yeah. So that's how I've thought about it a bit.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And then around like like the comparing
0: too. thing. Yeah. Um I mean just like I think being more aware of like mm-hmm. the harm potential harms of social media in that sense.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Has just been helpful. Just like mm-hmm. learning. About the psychology of that and that like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when you go on social media, you're seeing people, people typically only share when they're, you know, feeling, feeling good and like
1: wanting to brag or or on vacation (laughs) or whatever.
0: Just naturally, like if someone's not in a good mood, if they're having a bad week, they're just not going to be in the mood to post generally. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just having that like awareness is helpful. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I guess, would you would you look at, because I know people say that media is kind of like their way to escape the reality of things, hmm. but would you say that it would also create uh, unrealistic expectations in everything?
0: Yeah, interesting that you say it's a way to escape reality. Yeah, I think it definitely can create unrealistic expectations. I mean, there's a lot of great things about, you know, media and, mm-hmm. um, like, film and entertainment and stuff like that. Yeah. But I guess something to be aware of is mm-hmm. that it can create un- unrealistic expectations. Like, mm-hmm. you've talked about the lens that you've taken through your podcast and, yeah. like, the story of Disney and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. On the, I'm curious. On the topic of of homeless of homelessness. I think the the other unrelated question I had on the list of questions (laughs) was, I think like, should we give money to the homeless? And where I was coming, coming at that from, I'm curious to hear your perspective. I've given you a social, um, you've done social work, um, which Mm -hmm. I don't have that experience, but, um, I know like I've often heard, you know, oftentimes you don't know how the money's going to be spent. Right. Yeah. Um, and, like I think there's maybe some validity in that if the money goes towards, you know, drugs or alcohol it could harm them. Right. Um, so maybe it's better to give like food or clothing mm. or stuff. Anyways, I just want to get your yeah. your perspective.
1: Yeah, I I would say I have multiple and it kind of ranges around what you said. So I went to school to be a social worker, ended up in education, which technically is also social work. Um And they taught us, and this was six or so years ago, but they taught us that um, when you ever consider or give money to a homeless individual, uh, you should always give it in the form of something that would be beneficial for them. So not cash necessarily, but like food, water, or um, uh, supplies or, or other uh, they, I would say in experience, people don't always accept that or want that because they're like, I don't, I don't want this granola bar. I'd rather have X, Y, and Z things. And some people, you know, do may want the alcohol, drugs, etc. But I feel like there's also a lot of people who would want other things like blankets or a tent or, or other. Um, and I, and I guess it kind of depends on, you know, like, would you trust them with cash? Cause, um, you see all those experiments and all those research projects where they give like a $1 dollar or a hundred dollars to a homeless person and then they buy all these things and then if they see somebody else in need, they'll give it back, which is not everybody, not every person will do that. And, and I feel like with, with the, the day and age of technology, I feel like people are becoming more and more less um, empathetic of people and uh, not helping people as much as, as they could or should. Um, and I guess I'm no exception to that because I, I never leave my house anymore. But um, yeah, I mean, it can go multiple ways. I guess it kind of depends on your perception of people and that person that you're talking to. And and I mean, pe- some people are nice about it. Some people aren't so nice about it. I know I've had good and bad encounters with homeless people before, Uh, like one time I was just sitting around with my husband and we were dating and, um, we didn't bring any type of money. We just brought a card and someone, a homeless person came up to us asking us, um, for something. And we were like, we don't have, we, I mean, we have food in our hands, but that's, that's literally all we have. We didn't bring any money with us aside from, you know, purchasing this product. And literally all we have is our phones on us. And that was, I think that was before like Apple Apple wallet or whatever it's called for phones and stuff. And then he's just started yelling at us and saying Uh racial slurs about Asian people and and other things. And so, I mean, that was, that was really the only bad experience. And I was actually kind of curious to see how my husband would respond as a non-social worker. Um, But I've also had good experiences where like um, when I worked, I interned with CPS uh, so child protective services and down the street was a safe way and I would always go and there would be this, um, I don't know if it was a homeless person or a homeless couple, uh, who would sit outside and I would get Chinese food from the, the counter, whatever thing every week. Nice. And I would bring out like part of the meal to them and they, and they were always really grateful. So it, it varies depending on who it is. Um in the situation that they come everything is great. There's no there's no black and white anything. Yes. Everything yes. is always a gray middle. Yes. Um, but I mean, yeah, so I've heard that I mean, you know, just providing them of with food or resources or supplies instead of just giving them straight cash. I I'm sure some people do give them straight cash and, and trust that they will do well with the money. And I would say probably at least half the time they will. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because um, we can never uh anticipate or expect <laughs> certain yeah. things from certain people. Um but yeah, I mean some people will purposely donate to a homeless shelter or um like a homeless youth shelter. Um some people will donate to organizations that support those individuals or give and donate food and clothing. Uh people help in, in various different ways. Um yeah. so yeah I I like talking about it because I feel like um People are always on the fence about it. And so it's interesting to hear other people's ideas and perceptions about what to do.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just homelessness is a, an issue that's always kind of bogged me. And growing. Me. Yeah, and it's a growing yeah. issue. And uh, it doesn't seem like it's an easy, I haven't seen any easy solutions. Um, the best... I say, oh, go ahead. I was going to say the most kind of innovative kind of solutions or ideas I've seen around it are um, just to provide, like, free housing. Yeah. And I've seen that to be effective. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that in Singapore a few years ago. um, I went to visit my grandparents who were working in Singapore for, like, half a year or something. And so it was, like, free housing for me, so I might as well just get the ticket and go. Yeah. Um, And they – at least then – I can't speak for now because I'm not from – There, but when I went there, there were no homeless people, and you would be paid a fine, or you would have to pay a fine if you littered or loitered or any of those things. So I remember kind of talking about it, and they were saying that like, oh, they provide free housing and free employment, or free housing and then they give employment. Excuse me, I don't, I don't know where, but. you know, just having that opportunity to grow and, and I think there's something about like providing them with like the clothes and the resources to go to the interviews and, and other things like that too. So just giving them everything that they need. And I, I know a lot of people uh, I don't want to say complain about that, but complain about, you know, giving all these people these these free things essentially and free yeah. resources and just kinda like laying them off instead of trying hard like everybody else. But I mean they need more resources and more support than us and Um, especially, you know, around now and being so cold and frigid and out there, but yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I've,
0: I've become less, um, understanding of the viewpoint that, like you said, some people will say, you know, they don't deserve this stuff for free. They should work for it. Mm -hmm. But the, at least my beliefs have shifted towards, um, like people don't want to free ride, right. They don't want, Mm -hmm. people want to contribute to society. Right. So Mm -hmm. like, um, because yeah, you don't, you don't, if you're in that position, it's like, I believe it's because you need help. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. If you were able, if you, I'm trying to think how to articulate it, but, me myself, I wouldn't want to take advantage mindset. of yeah. free housing and and this stuff if if I didn't need it um
1: yeah, but I guess you gotta still think it from their mindset of you know not everybody likes asking for help either,
0: oh yeah, yeah, totally no, yeah. I was saying like i'm I'm very supportive of of the approach that it sounds like mm-hmm. Singapore has taken yeah. um so yeah, thanks for sharing that. I'll look more into that. And then you're right. And nothing's, nothing's black and white. I'm just trying to think of my life and the encounters I have with homeless people and how I can maybe approach them differently. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, you know, if I, if I see, if I see a homeless person, maybe it's as simple as, you know, spending an extra couple of minutes finding the nearest grocery store and getting them a gift card there Mm -hmm. and giving it to them Mm -hmm. like that way instead of cash. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: but also the other question that people ask is, well, if there's a whole street of homeless people, are you going to help all of them? Or if you only help one, who is it going to be? And where did you choose them? Yeah. Interesting. That too? Yeah. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. My view would be better to help one than none. Yeah, and that's true. maybe if I, you know, random, if, if everyone randomly picks one person, hopefully kind of everyone gets covered. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Sorry for the barking in the background. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I have dogs too. <laughs> um, anything else on, on this topic that you'd, that you'd want to say?
1: No, I think, I think we've kind of covered it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, like I said, I didn't really have much to say about it to begin oh, with. Oh, no
0: worries, no worries. Um <laughs> I'm not the expert. Any any other questions on the list um, catch your eye that that you'd want to chat about?
1: Um I'm sure there were. I can't really oh, that's remember. Okay. But no problem. yeah. I mean no problem. you had a lot of questions, so <laughs> No problem. I'm sure in the future one day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Um last thing I'll just ask you yeah. um about your podcast. How Yeah how's it going? How did you get into it? I'd yes. like to hear about that.
1: Yeah. So, um, combining, you know, my interest in my day job. Um, so I started the wonderful world of Disney villains podcast recently, like last week or oh, yeah, last week. Yeah. So very recent. Um, and if you watch it or listen to it, definitely skip the first minute. So you actually get into the, the nitty gritty of it. Okay. But, um, Yes, yeah, so I started the podcast, actually, um, I had started a blog a couple a year or two ago, um, so I went to grad school while I was still working full-time, so I worked full-time, traveled an hour and a half to go to school, and did night school um, for two years, um, and... That was a grueling process, but it was so worth it. And so I went to school for cultural studies. Um, So it's just learning about ethnic studies and learning about others who are different than myself. And we had to do like a thesis or like a capstone project of some sort. And they were like, you know, it's cultural studies. We want you to do whatever you want. You can do a podcast, you can do a blog, you can do um, anything, you know, just try to go outside of an academic paper, basically. So we want you to do something that's different than academic paper, but of course you can do it if you want to be like everybody else in the world (laughs) in every other school. So um, for one of my classes for a final, I did a podcast episode about um, the, character regina mills from once upon a time which is a tv series about disney characters and regina mills is the evil queen from snow white and seven Dwarfs. so i did a whole podcast episode about her story and analyzing her um her journey and her relationships her addiction uh because she she is addicted to magic and power and whenever she doesn't have it she kind of has like this like what would be like a withdrawal of sorts. So just Mm -hmm. talking about her journey and also the fact that she hates herself. And so her journey to learn to love herself and what that took for her took seven seasons, six seasons. Um, And she is the main character of that, of that show. So, so that was kind of where it started. And I just did like the voice, the voice memo on my iphone and i was like wow it actually works and, <laughs> yeah, and my voice doesn't sound half bad and i actually like the talking about this even if i'm just talking to myself and my professor really liked it and um said that he just like listened to it on a flight that he took and he was like yeah it just sound like a podcast like i liked it and so that kind of got me started um so i started the blog as my capstone pro- my final um for my schooling and and so the wonderfulworldofdisneyvillains.com is, is where the blog is. And so I did post, uh, I had to do five blog posts for my final. And so I did a blog post about Disney villains and the stereotypes of them. I did one about like looking at what if we flipped everything? So what if villains were heroes and heroes were villains? Um, so looking at like uh, Jafar just trying to help the kingdom from a sultan who uh, just plays with toys and allowed him being a homeless bum who's squatting in some place, at some person's house and, and other things like that. And then I looked at Disney princesses and how they, how they're technically role models, but really they shouldn't be because they just give this assumption that we should be um, like obedient and fragile and just clean and cook all day and let men do all the saving and all the, all the adventures and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, And then I decided I should start a blog because um, I started doing professional development workshops at where I work. So I was like, let's combine the two together. So I did a workshop looking at the social oppressions of Disney villains and looking at, you know, the, the marginalization of them and how that can criminalize people in today's society. So looking at why villains are often, you know, have rainbow skin colors of like blue, green, etc., which is technically identifying as a person of color and how that criminalizes people of color in real life to be portrayed as villains same with like stepmothers people don't like stepmothers because they're often portrayed as villains and there are no actual mothers in disney films they're only stepmothers and they're always a huh. the villain and and all these other things so looking at at those um which is actually going to be episode two um, is me reading that thesis um, and explaining all the different identities and, and how they're portrayed in, in such and such way. So looking at, you know, like, why are villains only older adults and heroes are only teenagers? And looking at that dynamic of you're basically saying that parents are bad people um, and, uh, and other things. So that's going to premiere January 2nd, I believe, is what I'm going for. And then, um, so I started the podcast just to talk because I'd rather talk than write. <laughs> Which I guess defeats the Me purpose too. of the blog, but but yeah, I'm a talker. That's why I'm an advisor. So, cool. <laughs> but I do. So yeah, and that's kind of the trajectory of where it's been going. Cool. So cool. hopefully people like it. Hopefully it works out. Hopefully I don't say I'm um a million times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. I'm um is part um. of normal normal conversation. Yeah. But I don't personally. I don't think it's a big deal. Maybe I just yeah. say that because I say I'm a lot. So I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah,
1: I, I know. It. I definitely say it a lot, and some people find it very aggravating. I've learned so. I
0: don't, personally. I don't think you say it too much. At all. Well,
1: at least not now. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think when I'm lost and lost in thought or something, I, I'm sure I say it a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, congrats on launching the podcast. My girlfriend's a huge mm-hmm. Disney fan, so I'm gonna share it with oh, her. Oh,
1: good. Good. <laughs> yeah, skip the first minute and then just get right into it. <laughs>
0: Sounds good. Well, it was nice meeting you, Katie. Yeah, Um, you too. If you ever want to chat again, either on the podcast or otherwise, uh, we'd love to. Yeah.
1: Thank you for having me. No problem. Mm. All right. Well, have a good one. Happy holidays. Happy New Year.
0: Thanks. Happy holidays. Happy New Year's to you too. All right.
1: Bye.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.